Uh, no, no, nah. yeah. Yes. Very good morning, guys. It's my honor and pleasure to be here sharing God's word with you. I want to invite you to open your Bibles and 1 Peter as we're going uh, through this series. 1 Peter. If you're watching from home, I want to invite you to open your Bibles. Oh, I, uh, we will have this big screen here behind me, yeah, from verse 13. And I'm going to read, pray, and the next few minutes, I want to ask you to put your heart here, your eyes, your brain, your mind. Don't worry. I know some of us sometimes, I keep saying this sometimes because I did many times in the church. And my place start to think, okay, what are going to eat today? I need to go to Asda. And then I left the chicken in the freezer. Mm, then I need, and I'm still in the service. So bring your heart here for this next moment. Um, God will speak with you, with me as well. When Peter, I want to invite you to read with me. Uh, I will read with my beautiful British accent from verse 13 into verse 20. From 21st into 25th, I would invite you to read uh, 25. I would invite you to read from the big screen because then we'll talk about him and the cross of Jesus. By the way, Nathan, Joe, Hannah, Amy, what amazing songs, amazing worship time I have. We had here this morning beautiful lyrics, exalting Christ and the cross. Everything is about Christ and his cross. Verse 13, let me read. Submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every human authority, whether to the emperor as the supreme authority or to governors who are sent by him to punish those who do wrong and to command those who do right. For it is God's will that by doing good, you should silence the ignorant talk of foolish people. Live as free people, but... Do not use your freedom as a cover-up for evil, like as God's, uh, live as God's slaves. Show proper respect to everyone. Love the family of believers. Fear God. Honor the emperor. Slaves, in reverent fear of God, submit yourselves to your masters, not only those who are good and considerate, but also to those who are harsh. For it is commendable if someone bears up uh, under the pain of unjust suffering because they are conscious of God. But how is it to your credit if you receive a beating for doing wrong and endure it? But if you suffer for doing good and you endure it, this is commendable before God. Now, verse 21, I want to hear you reading with me. To this, twenty-two, committed no sin. Twenty-three. Twenty-four, yeah. <laughs> and twenty-five, twenty-five for you. 
Amen. Lord, thank you for this word. We ask for the presence of your Holy Spirit bringing life to these scriptures. Otherwise, it's just empty information. We need the life of God here, Lord. With a humble heart, we ask for your favor. Amen. Amen. Guys, we are uh, in this series. We already had a um, um, Sunday morning here when we read the whole we read the whole letter of Peter. So big letter, just five chapters. Come on, and we had this moment here, and we are going through every Sunday one Peter. Uh, if you are, I don't know, just coming for this church first, second, third time, or watching on YouTube, in this church we love to have this exposition on the texts and keep in the same uh, Bible book or the same series to go deeper in the teachings. So have these few minutes here Sunday morning to share some teachings of uh, God's Word, 1 Peter, Holy House. Now, let me go into the text because today we have baptism here and it'll be amazing to see people just before our very eyes born again and celebrations and Celebration heaven. I do believe the angels play rock and roll. And you'll be amazing with the guitar and long hairs. Very 80s. Worshipping Jesus. <laughs> and remember, oh, now you are remember John Bon Jovi and all this stuff. Okay. I am this guy. Okay, I like rock. Sorry. So, Peter. Uh, we have many divisions in the book or subdivisions. I'll try to be short. And I'll give you some... Um, contextualization, some historic information in the beginning. Hold with me. By the end, we have applications for your life. Okay, what is about my life? The guy's talking about slaves. What is this? So I have some practical applications for you today, but I have to explain to you what, what's happening here. When Peter, uh, we already had many introductions about this letter. Who was Peter? When he wrote the letter? Uh, what was happening today? In chapter, you need to understand, I have some slides, probably are there. What's happening? We are in chapter 2. Chapter 2, from verse 1 until verse 10, we have a block of formations, beautiful formations that we love. Blessings, privileges uh, to God's people is where we read about uh, living stones, uh, people of God. We belong to God. It's full of blessings. It's full of privileges. But from verse 13, actually 12, 13, there's a transition on the text. Now, Peter starts to teach about my duties, responsibilities as a Christian, as a Jesus, uh, Jesus follower. The whole Bible in the New Testament, and Peter keeps doing this and Paul as well, we have this balance between, okay, I have privileges, I have blessings, but also I have something to do. I have even Jesus, uh, there's a balance between doctrine and ethics and, and privileges and duties. And a word that some people don't like that much, responsibility. I have something to do. Otherwise, I'll be just a consumer of faith and God. But I have something active to do. So from verse 13, he starts to teach in a very practical way something to do. Now, pause here a moment. To avoid to preach the wrong thing, teaching about salvation through works or by works, 
the modern Christians, the modern churches, the modern preachers, they are teaching salvation without obedience. Because when I talk about, okay, you must obey, uh, uh, you, we need to ob uh, obey God and have something to do, easily this, this can lead me to teach on legalism. Thinks that, okay, we must avoid legalism. We are saved by grace uh, through faith. And that's it. And some people, they just stop to teach that we must obey. There's another part of this uh, relationship with God. Obedience is part of the package. But it's not popular. Doesn't give me followers on my Instagram. So... What happened in the last decades was let's preach about the first bit only. Privileges, blessings, blessings. And of course that God loves us. Of course he is the blesser. Of course he has amazing miracles to do in our lives. But Jesus said something. In Matthew 7, 21, Jesus said, Is not everyone who says, Lord, Lord, will enter in the kingdom of God. But only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Now, it's not everyone who says, Lord, Lord. That means Jesus is not impressed by things that I say to him. The word that comes out of my lips without heart doesn't make Jesus, wow, wow, Danny. Wow, you really love me. Mm. He wants to see something behind my words. He wants to see something underneath. He wants to see something from my heart. But only he who does the will of my father. Not only he who speaks, the will, who does the will. It's a practical thing. So about this work, salvation by grace and, and work and obedience. We had centuries of discussions and theology about this. But there was, uh, there was a guy, uh, a scholar, amazing guy. His surname is he's a German, so his surname is just impossible to say. Bonhoeffer. And he said something about this. He has a, it's a good thing to talk with the Kingsfold later. Uh, uh, solid. He gave a name for this. Cheap grace. What is cheap grace? Is the preaching... Without cross. Is salvation without repentance. Is heaven without confession of sins. Is, 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 is gospel without cross. Without any suffering. It's a cheap grace. Is when I just focus on blessings without obedience. So this concept is very nice. If you Google, I cannot, we don't have time to go deep on this. But it's a beautiful concept. It's this is happening here in 1 Peter. So, and he starts the text with a word that's really hard for us. Western word, capitalist, 21st century, the word submission. Verse 13, submit yourself. Now, to understand this, I need to give a bit of context, the historic context. First, how did people relate to the emperor? So, guys... Do you, I don't need to answer, do you, it's rhetoric questions, you know, these preachers, they keep asking this kind of stuff, are you happy just, yeah, I'm happy, <laughs> do you love with all your heart, uh, I don't know, now we don't have prime minister, but, 
Listras <laughs> or Boris or Cameron. In those days, they had no distinction in their mind, in their brain about worship and respect. So the king or whatever's the name, the emperor, wasn't only some kind of president or minister or emperor. He also was a kind of god. So they worshipped him. Part of their adoration and their service was to the emperor. In their mind, there was no, nothing different from this to this. So this guy is coming to the church. He became now a Jesus follower, a Christian. Actually, Christian today is normal. In those days, was something very, uh, if you want to swear, is the word swearing word? Bad word? You call the guy as a Christian. And now he, is, he, he, he worshiped. Jesus, not the emperor. And there's something very uh, tricky here because the word Lord that we have in our songs and we keep saying Jesus is Lord, for them was a shock because it was the same word they used to worship the emperor. The Greek word, the only word, the only Lord or Kyrios was the, the, the word was to the emperor. So when Peter's writing or teaching or talking about Jesus is curious, is a kind of um, provoking, provocation against the emperor. So how people relate to the emperor with worship. And Christians, okay, we don't worship the emperor. Mainly Christianity came from the, the, the Jews, uh, the Jewish people came to, to the faith. And a lot of uh, the Bible called them Gentiles. Uh, okay, we don't worship the emperor. But also they had any respect for the emperor as well. It was all together. So we don't worship, so we also don't respect the emperor. So Peter is explaining here, okay, we have God above everything, above all. But you must respect, not worship, but respect the state. They had something in those days called uh, Pax, P-A-X, Pax Romana. It's a Roman peace with the legions. And, and maybe you saw this in films and everything uh, to establish peace under the Roman Empire. And in verse 15, where's my verse 15? For it's God's will that by doing good, you should silence the Giron talk. Of foolish people. Why? Because they were always being criticized uh, because they were Christians. Oh, these guys, they are weird. They don't worship the emperor. Oh, they are weird. They have weekly weeks where they drink blood of someone. And the name is Jesus. Oh, and they eat the, they're cannibals. They eat the flesh of someone. What's their understanding about the communion? Oh, they are they, they worship. They, so all the time, the Christians were receiving persecution, but also criticism. And Peter is saying, by your behavior, by your doing good. Remember, I spoke about doing something. They will see who you really are. Now, let's take the time machine and bring to your life tomorrow morning, Monday, on your office, workplace, whatever it is. For some people, you are the only Bible they will read. Your life is just Peter. And, and, and you see, there is no, uh, as preachers, pastors, teachers, we are not authorized to preach something new. It's the same message. 
is the gospel of Jesus. I cannot create some kind of new. But people, uh, Peter is saying about the behavior. And verse 16, he said, live as a free people, but do not use your freedom for evil. I cannot say or create some new doctrine. Say, okay, as Jesus is love, uh, I you create something new that even if the Bible teach that's wrong, but Jesus is love, and we embrace a new weird teaching mixed with everything just to teach people in the wrong way and to gather people and to be popular is the same message. Obedience, good behavior, they will see your behavior. And the, home, uh, uh, the Roman Empire, they had something around 20% of slaves on those days. It's different than our idea about slavery from America or England or even Brazil. It was a different kind of slave. I don't have time to explain here for you, but it was something around uh, 10 million slaves. Uh, the Roman Empire was 50 million people. Um, wasn't so big. British Empire was much bigger. And then... After all these teachings, they were reading the letter, they were sharing the letter, and then Peter was putting the things in order, like priorities. And then we have verse 17. And he said, show proper respect to everyone. Everyone who's Peter? Your brothers, the family of believers. Love them. Fear God. Honor the emperor. Oh, Peter, so I don't need to fear the emperor, no. I don't need to love the emperor, no. But I'm labor, and I love the labor party, and no. Or, oh, I'm conservative, or all this polarization. You see, he's not saying you must fear the emperor. You must honor. You must obey. But you fear God. I told you before, I don't remember, I think yes, I was in the subway on, what's the name, Crawley Leisure Park, here, subway, to eat the sandwich. And the girl was in the till, and I was about to pay, and she had a tattoo in the arm, very big tattoo. And I don't have tattoo, but I like tattoo, so I said, well, it's a nice tattoo, and was written there. Uh, Only God can judge me. It's a nice tattoo. And I don't, thank you. So, do you really believe only God can judge you oh yes only god can judge me okay and this doesn't make you feel worried and she stopped because we lost the fear of god because god for us is this kind of hello kitty or i don't know (laughs) very uh, western european god and it's hard for us to mix the same guy father judge Father, and must fear and to obey. Mm, it's like a father. And Peter say, guys, let's put the things in order. Love each other. The family of believers, the church. He's not saying, ah, oh, you must love every single person in the street. It's not real. Even to love one another, his stuff is difficult. Love. You know that kind of service when you are, and the guy is singing, oh, thank God we don't have this here. <laughs> Now, and the guy is playing, look to your brother. Say that you love him. <laughs> I don't know the person. I don't, I don't love the person. But, but, but Peter is saying, love the family of believers. Fear God. Don't have fun with God. Fear God. Oh, but he's my God. Yeah. 
But don't take his name on your lips without reverence. The angels bowed down before his name. The earth, everything was great through him. And for him and by him. So fear God. Don't forget who is God. And honor the emperor. Pay your taxes. That's a business. For them was something. Ah, wow. Okay, Daniel. It's nice. Lots of history. And about my life. Let's keep reading. Verse uh, where I was, 17, 18, slaves and reverent fear of God, submit yourselves. Now, guys, this is, is just, there's a part here, uh, 19, for it's commendable if someone bears uh, up under the pain of unjust suffering. Because they're conscious of God. Humiliation is painful. I don't know if you had this experience before. Or when someone's not fair, is not just with you. And it's funny because we, I always talk with people, they were victims. Uh, it's hard to find someone who was the, the person who was unjust with someone. But he's saying here about injustice and our reaction. Reaction. So I was reading about this lady, it's really hard surname, Hannah Arendt. Arendt, Arendt, about the banality of evil. She was a philosopher and she was a Holocaust survivor. And she spoke about something really, really clever. She talks about the evil uh, dilution, dilution, what is diluted among people. So she didn't sp uh, speak about the epic evil like Hitler. But she spoke about ordinary people that can become evil. And uh, there is a book called Hitler's Willing Executioners, where this book is a book from 1996. And this book talks about the, the Germans living in Russia and killing Jews people and taking uh, photos and sending it to their girlfriends. Ordinary people. Hello, darling. Today we killed 10 Jews. Kiss from Fritz with love. And, and this lady talks about this evil dilution uh, among normal, ordinary people. Or, like in the south of the United States, people used to kill and to hang every black people, taking photos, make postcards, and send to family. It's it's just horrible. When Peter is saying to these guys to submit to harsh or uh, honors, what is this? What the Bible is saying? So what's your reaction now? What was my reaction against this? Well, pff, God, can I kill this guy? Or I don't know. It's, it's just there, there's no word. It's like it's too evil. So our reaction is based in our sense of justice Peter is just messing up with everything here he's just saying okay be obedient for, for, for those and he keeps saying about beating well, on those days of course we don't have this today but in another uh, circumstances we kind of have in our so, and sometimes we move from justice to revenge. 
And then comes this question to my mind. To whom does your peace belong? Because when I am under trials, when I am under some kind of unfair treatment of someone, I want revenge, I want, I don't know, I, I want justice, I lost my peace, I feel angry, because it's not fair. And there's a word that I really love, this word, resilience. is when you are able to resist for some tough times. If we had a chat here later on the cafe and refreshments, and if I ask you, tell me your worst story. That dark moment in your life, and all of us, we have something in our past. Or humiliation, or when we were not fair with someone, we were unjust, or when someone was unjust with us. Sad moments that we regret of this. Uh, painful memories. In this very moment, I see behind the scenes the Holy Spirit building someone. We have, we have that phrase. What doesn't kill me makes me stronger. Uh, resilience is when I'm able to rebuild myself from that place of suffering and injustice. When I can have, another day I was talking here about Viktor Frankl, that man who came from the Holocaust and from, he, he took lessons from that circumstances. Sometimes God's not changing external situations, but it's changing us. So maybe I'm speaking with someone here this hall today or someone watching on YouTube who is suffering or who has memories, painful memories of the past. And no, I know it's not easy. I know just it's not easy to come here and say, oh, forgive, forget about this. Sometimes it's not easy. I know this. But I want to invite you to think, okay, God, could you turn my suffering in some action? Could you turn my suffering not in victimism or, or complainings or self-pity, but in some action? Could you use this to make me stronger? Because if your, if your peace belongs to you, no one can steal it belongs to me. I do not feel offensive. For example, if someone says to me, Danny, you are lazy. Okay, I have two options. First, number one, is this true? If it's true, it's not offensive. No, it's not true. If it's not true, okay, it's not offensive. I allow people to offend me. If my peace is mine, it's mine. You're not still my peace. So from moments that we are suffering and under pressure, resilience, so Peter is saying, even when it's not fair, the situation, because the life, it's real. It's not fair sometimes. We are not here to say, okay, three steps to be happy forever and don't have any problems in your life. Come to this church, give money, and you'll be happy. We are not here to do this. But we are here to say, even in a tough moment, God can be with you. Why? And Peter will explain why in the next line. Because of Jesus. And the example is Jesus. Can you imagine you are in the 
Oh, what's the word in English? When the court, when have judge and solicitor court, court. Okay, when the court have criminal uh, on on the appeal there on the bench. Uh, okay, guilty, and the, the 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 judge will stand to give the verdict. Okay, so you are there, and uh, in this court, you have this criminal. He broke the law. He's a sinner. We have many words for this person. Sinner, I'm there. I am the sinner. But then the judge just decides to forgive. Okay, okay, forgive. The name we give to this is justification. Why? Because he's full of love. So he takes all my crimes and my sins and he cast on Jesus on the cross. And he takes the justification of Jesus, put open my life, and now I'm free. So this is gospel. And now Peter starts to explain that I know his heart, I know his stuff, but Jesus was under this unjust suffering. And he is the example here. In verse 24, him, he himself bore our sins, not his sins, our sins, on his body on the cross. If I was the judge, I would say to me, <laughs> why should I forgive you? If God used his justice, he could send me a million times to hell. Why should they? Because of Jesus. And, and this is the central message of the gospel. Because of Jesus, this is gospel bringing uh, uh, freedom, grace, forgiveness, but also talking, hey, you just can have freedom and a new life because of Jesus, not because of you. So that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. We are going to see baptism here today. And there is a conversion. Uh, in conversion, there is a death moment where we die to sins. And then why are you preaching this here today? Because Peter is saying, yeah, and also, my hope is that you don't go home today to do the same things that you keep doing for your whole life. Do something different today. My hope is for you to go to your house, go to your room, and pray a radical prayer. What's a radical prayer? God, my heart, my eyes are dry. God, I don't see the life of God inside of me. You know that radical prayer? God... When are you see something different in my Christian life with you? Or talk to your son and your daughter today. Talk with your spouse. Talk with someone today. We need to change our lives. We need to repent. We need to change our, our, our ways. Do something that you haven't done yet. God, why am I living so well with my sins? Why am I allowing the same thing over and over again in my life? We are coming to the end of the year. I'm still struggling with this, God. Why? Go today. Die for your sins. And the verse still 24, he keeps saying, by his wounds we have been healed. We're talking here and we are going to have a baptism about Romans chapter 5 verse 1. says, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So I love the way that Peter finished this block because he keeps going. 
in the cross of Jesus. And quoting Isaiah 53. In the cross of Jesus. Because in the cross of Jesus is the answer of all, all your concerns, sorrows, sadness, anxieties, fears. Cross of Jesus. Let's pray. It's 11.15. We're going to a very special moment now um, for baptism. Let's close your eyes for a moment. Uh, close your eyes for this moment now. Lord Jesus, we are here in your presence and before your word. You know everything about us, everything about our past, memories, and everything that's hidden in our hearts, things that even our spouse doesn't know. Things that people that we love don't know about us because we are afraid to be reproved for, by them. We are afraid to not feel loved and accept. But you know everything. You know everything about us. And we come before a God who is ready to forgive. To justify our lives. So please, Holy Spirit, I ask you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, to touch our hearts this morning, to touch our uh, those that we love, touch their hearts this morning, Lord. Those who are watching on YouTube or those who are here in this main hall, touch our hearts just to bring us back to the cross. We thank you for the cross. We thank you for the blood. We thank you for the justification of our sins. We thank you for the new life. We thank you, Lord Jesus. We confess our sins. We confess that we depend on you. We don't want to give, give you beautiful words without, with uh, empty hearts. But we want to give you everything that's inside of us. And Lord Jesus, I pray for every family of this local church. And I pray for the teenagers and kids of this local church. Lord, lead us to love your word more and more. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. 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 Wow. Um, I'm so grateful for the, the small groups that we have e each week all over the town, different times of the week, days, daytime, evenings. Uh, we're digging into this, responding. If, if, if you know, wow, there's some things I, I want to talk about with a friend or pray through. Well, A, you can do that anytime. Just speak to someone and arrange a time. Or B, take part in one of the small groups this week and you'll get to unpack that some more with 5, 10, 12 people in a front room or some on Zoom. Uh, and uh, really pray into that. We've got some people for whom that is very, very real. People who fled regimes with evil, wicked emperors and kings that are part of this community. We want to work this through and just pick up on that word that Danny's brought this morning. Wow, so uh, how wonderful this morning to baptize Lily, Georgie, and Aaron. Aaron, Aaron, I never know how to say Aaron. Aaron, Aaron, thank you, we got that right, he was straight in there, no messing, Aaron. So um, this is the moment where, um, where they get to be very brave and just share a little of their story before we get to pray uh, for them. Um, Danny's words really helped us today, we, we, repent, believe, be baptized, 
uh, not coming in their own righteousness. They get all their, this is a, a, a washing. Uh, they come up new, clean, clothed in Christ, sins forgiven. Isn't that amazing? Um, and so that's what we're going to celebrate, saying Jesus is Lord. What a powerful phrase that is, as we've been hearing this morning. Let's welcome Aaron, Lily, Georgie. Why don't you guys come up? And uh... Okay, Georgie, so you go for it. Do you want to say your name, just in case? Um, sure. Um, so, hi, I'm Georgie, um, and I've grown up in a Christian family, which I'm extremely grateful for, because there's never been a time in my life where I haven't known who Jesus was. Um, I never had a personal relationship with him until I was around, like, 14. Um, I wanted to be a Christian and not because my parents were, so I gave my life to him, and I joined Solid at the start of the year. Um, and made some really awesome Christian friends. <laughs> um, and then we went to New Day in the summer, and um, God did so much for me in that week. He, um, my relationship with him just went to a whole new level, and I just feel like the next step in my walk with him is to get baptized. Um, so, yeah. Um, I'm Lily. Um, I grew up in a church, this church, um, and I am, again, grateful for it because you guys have always been there for me. Um, I guess um, going to a non-Christian school and not having many Christian friends until recently, it really pushed you back, and I only... I gave my life to Jesus in 2017, I think, at Ashburnham. Um, and I did nearly get baptized coming out of lockdown in 2020, but I still had some questions, quite big questions that I wanted answering. Um, and yeah, this summer at New Day, they got answered. Um, I had the best time, made some amazing friends, um, and experienced God's love like I had never before, and I got closer to him. And then since New Day, I feel like I'm getting closer and closer to him, and I'm now ready to fully accept him as my Lord and Savior and give my life to him and live out the plan he has for my life with him at the center. Uh, good morning, church. Uh, for those who don't know me, my name's Aaron. I'm married to Debbie. We have two children together, Emily, who is six, and Rosie, who is three. I first came to Crawley Community Church in December 2019 as part of the pre-Christmas service. To be honest, my first reaction to being told we were going to a Sunday afternoon church service wasn't one of joy. <laughs> However, once Debbie told me we were going for a McDonald's afterwards, I quickly agreed to come along. <laughs> I didn't attend any further services, however, Debbie signed up for the Alpha course, which started in early 2020. When COVID hit us, I can't, oh, sorry, when COVID hit us, the Sunday morning meetings were on in our house via YouTube. However, again, I can't say I paid much attention and was usually looking at things on my phone. All throughout this time, though, Debbie kept trying to prompt discussion with me on what had been discussed in the preaches, but most of the time I didn't really reciprocate. 
Although, as time went on, I started to form opinions and have some short discussions of what, about what had been taught, so thank you to Debbie for continuing to chisel away at the wall I had clearly built up. <laughs> it wasn't really until February 22 until I started hearing the Word of God. This was probably aided as Debbie was helping on the Alpha course, which was run on Zoom. So even though I was working in another room, I was able to hear snippets of what was being discussed. I think Steve likened this to being called as learning through a version of osmosis. <laughs> I started to attend CCC meetings from March 22, and I felt a calling in May to be a follower of Jesus. But there was a feeling inside as if something was holding me physically back. Over the next few weeks, there was further callings from God in a way that related through to me. This was actually via movies, but I won't go into details now, but if you do want to know more, please do have a chat with me. Again, though, there was this feeling of something stopping me. When we attended the church weekend away in June, at the end of the Sunday meeting, Tim Walk came over to Debbie and I to say that he had prophetic word for me. Tim's words related to not rushing into anything, aching to picking fruit too early and it tasting sour and bitter, rather let it develop, be ready and then taste the goodness. I felt this was relating to the feeling inside that was holding me back, so I decided that I'd wait until the timing felt right. After that, I didn't have any further callings from God and I just carried on attending the CCC meetings each week. In late August, I just returned home from work, and as I sat down on the sofa, my eldest daughter, Emily, put worship music on, then ran upstairs and came downstairs with her Bible. She placed the Bible on the arm of the sofa, put my right hand on top of it. Emily then said to me the words, Daddy, you need this. He loves you. <laughs> Needless to say, I was taken back by this. And given that in between the period of then and now, Emily has been diagnosed with autism, this has made it even more amazing and real. So this then leads us to the weekend of five weekends ago. I'm nearly there, by the way. <laughs> which was on the Saturday, which, um, which was Debbie's birthday. And as one of her presents, I bought her a keyring to replace one that had been broken. On this keyring was a piece of scripture, which was from Psalm 20, verse 4. May he give you the desire of your heart and make all your plans succeed. About an hour after opening this, Debbie was sent a message on social media from Kim Pullen, Terry's Kim, which was the same scripture. The chance of that exact scripture coming up made me feel like this wasn't just a coincidence. Then on the Sunday during the meeting, I had a calling from God to say that now was the right time to start following Jesus. And for the first time, the feeling that was holding me back had been removed from inside of me. So I decided that I was going to speak to Steve straight after the service, and I'm so glad that I did. I just want to add on a personal level, huge thank you to everyone here in the church. You've all made me feel welcome from day one, whether I was a follower of Jesus or not. On top of that, I would like to further extend my thanks to Steve and Kaz for all their help and support, not just towards me, but to my whole family as well. Steve, despite his very questionable taste in football teams, <laughs> has given up his time to help whenever I've had... <laughs> has given up his time to help whenever I've had questions about faith, and I'll be forever thankful for that and all support I've received from everyone along this journey. I would just like to finish on a quotation of scripture which has definitely applied to my life both previous and now moving forward following Jesus. This is from Ephesians 2 verses 1 to 5. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed in the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit, who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath, but because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead with transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved.
I tell you what, wow, Georgie, Lily, Aaron, that's amazing. And you know, we have this phrase, it takes a church to raise a Christian. But you hear that, don't you, in those stories? Growing up in church, believing mum and dad, not many friends at school that were Christians, met someone in the youth group, um, a wife who came on an alpha course, a daughter who gave me a Bible, new friends in a church that welcomed me. Do you, do you see what happens, church, when we live for Jesus together? Wow, we'd love to take a few minutes before. The, the actual moment in the water doesn't take long. It's not very deep either, although we're going to hold this one down a long time. Um, <laughs> I'm just glad he didn't come in his palace shirt as threatened. Um, but, uh, but if we spread it out along the front, I'd love that some of you that, that know these guys, come and pray and prophesy. We believe not just in baptism in water, but baptism in the Holy Spirit, the empowerer, the helper. They can't live for Jesus without the Holy Spirit. I'm not going to preach on it now. Let's pray for him to be received afresh in their lives. So spread out, guys. Those of you, um, some of the youth group uh, and others around these young ladies, I know some want to come and pray for Aaron uh, as well. Come on, move now. The rest of us, let's all stand, shall we? You may not know these guys. You may have just heard their story for the first time this morning. This is not a spectator sport moment. This is an opportunity to pray your best prayers. So wherever you're at, however much or little you know them, just begin to lift your voice and say, come Holy Spirit, thank you for what you're doing, but now fill them with your spirit. Give them power to live for Jesus in, in the world. Well done, go for it. <laughs> 